Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Living sunny. I wish it was sunny out, but soon it will be. And we're here talking to Erica Madama again from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that's the name of her company, Living Sunny. And we're talking about the home organizing company that she has that helps clear out people's physical clutter and turn their mental clutter. <laughs> Welcome back. How are you? Hey, happy Monday. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Great to see you here on the Zoomcast, also on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about what you do today before we get started. Yeah, of course. So Erica Madama, so I own um, Sunny Spaces Organizing, our team of professional organizers, of course, that love to go in and clear out your clutter. Uh, We'll talk a lot about clutter today, why it happens. Um, and why you could use some support sometimes when it, it gets hard. You know, it's a lot that stacks up and builds up and it becomes very overwhelming. Um, so we're here to kind of help with that heavy lifting and implement systems that'll be long lasting for you. Beautiful. And how can we find you? Of course. So you can visit us at sunnyspacesorganizing.com or at sunnyspacesorganizing on Facebook or Instagram. Perfect. Thanks so much. Well, let's talk today about uh, the word clutter, which uh, I'm experienced in, you're experienced in, so many of us um, don't even understand why it happens. So let's start off with the definition of clutter. Would you mind telling us what that is? Yeah, so I just Googled to see what, you know, the wise old Google has to say. And so I found it to be the definition to be a collection of things lying about in an untidy mass. Um, I also found a secondary definition that said excess or overabundance of anything, including ideas or tasks leading to a sense of confusion or overwhelm. So can we all say that confusion causes overwhelm? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Guilty of it. And I have my yes. girlfriend helping me this week on Thursday for a few hours so I could how good me declutter it's going to be a long process but a lot of people go through it i'm experienced with it it doesn't make me feel good and mentally i want to get better and by talking to you and um it's inspired me because i can't live like this um you know what would you say the top few reasons why clutter happens yeah there's a few that i found in my years of being an organizer that seem to be reoccurring themes right um one is just lack of organization so not everybody's brains work in an organized efficient way like mine does and that's not to say i'm better than anyone Um, i think i've said it before on the show but we all have our strengths i could not be a you know host and interviewing people all the time i don't have the finesse for that but we all have these different strengths that you know really make us unique and make the world go round so don't be hard on yourself if you have the story that you're just not an organized person um So just this general lack of order, lack of having everything, having a home, um, you know, things just get set anywhere and everywhere. And then the next thing gets piled on top, piled on top, piled on top. Right. And that's how the clutter accumulates. So just this general lack of organization or the story of, well, I was organized and then I had kids or and then this happened. My husband, you know, there's always these things, these kind of life events or triggers that can change our circumstances and change how our physical house can be yeah I've been donating my children's clothes I know I told you (laughs) some of the kids uh, some of the (laughs) listeners here uh, know this too and as I'm making bags last week for this woman that needs some clothes for her twins that reached out to me my neighbor comes over with two big bags full of stuff from her son to give to my son so now I'm like (laughs) 
it's appreciated, but now I'm like, oh my goodness, now I have to go through that. Now I have to watch that. I have to go. I'm like, I'm bringing more in, which we talked about sometimes bringing the, the more in rule, right? You shouldn't bring in what you don't put out type of, and I just now I'm more overwhelmed that I have it. Now these other bags sitting downstairs in my living room, which I haven't gone through yet. <laughs> the process of overwhelm, right? Uh-huh, and then when sure. am I going to make the time to do that? So I know a lot of people say they're busy. We yeah. are busy. Um, but what is it about us that ignores the, the clutter, the, the, the clutter or how, what would you say? Yeah. Someone who has a busy lifestyle. What? A, what yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> That's what I find is most of my clients. I primarily, I work with everybody, single families, older couples, people downsizing after living in their house for 40 years. But the bread and butter of our company is really busy families. And I say that kind of generically because we're all busy, but it's, um, it's the running in and out. It's like, my kids are still little, they're two and five. So we haven't gotten into that full swing of sports and activities. We're just not there yet. But I watch my clients with older kids and you can probably relate. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like you run in the door to grab something, to run back out, to go to the next game, to the next practice. Someone's here, someone's there. It never ends. (laughs) So I can see why their house just becomes kind of this tornado of like, this got dropped after the game. I got to find the dance shoes before we have the recital. Like, it's just this constant, constant rush. Um, and so I, I've kind of noticed that this is the result of a cluttered calendar. So, and I'm not here to give parenting advice, but it can be really hard to say, well, you know, you can only join one baseball team this season, or you're going to have to choose between baseball and soccer. We're not allowing you to do both teams. And being aware of what you're saying yes to on your calendar, whether it's for your kids or for yourself, um, just leave some time. I get coached on this a lot of just like leave some space to just be, to just be home, to just enjoy each other and not always feel like you have to go, go, go. And I think what I'm saying here is guilty having the permission, give I'm giving you permission right now to say no to the next thing that you're invited to. Even if you kind of want to go, but you're feeling, you know what? I'd actually rather be home with just my kids and just have some time together. Um, So how can you just be more aware? And I think that's what this entire episode is really about, is just taking the time to assess and be aware of why this clutter is happening. And it might not be the root cause that you're thinking of. FOMO, the fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. Guilty of that. Like, perfect example. I haven't gone out in a while, but I committed to my girlfriend two months ago to attend one of her events tonight. And I have this anxiety now about tonight having to dress up and having to go Mm -hmm. out and leaving my kids and then getting home late. And I'm like, but then we have the doctor in the morning. And I have this I'd rather be home organizing my house, but I committed to it because I know it's important to her. So I'm trying every now and then you have to do those things, but and you have to have fun too, right? You shouldn't be a slave to your own house, just organizing and upkeeping. That's how much I really want to focus on your craft of organizing (laughs) and being home. It's, it is. So now, now I'm, I'm, I'm anxious about going out and I don't want to, because I'd rather be home in my clutter Mm -hmm. and and, and I'm I'm really making headway and I just can't thank you enough. I'm going to (laughs) like cry. Appreciate it because it's been affecting me so greatly. And for the past few months I've been talking to Erica and I'm trying my best. It hasn't worked fully yet, but I'm making small baby steps and I am feeling a lot better. I know I could feel better and, and I'm on that way. And I know in a few months from now, I'm going to be one of your success stories. And even Uh though personally, maybe we didn't work together, you inspired me by talking about and letting me know I'm not alone. And 
to help because it's going to, and it is making me feel better. Just not fully yet because I, there's still so much to do. But thank yeah. you, Erica. I really appreciate it. Yeah. That. And you should be <laughs> celebrating your accomplishments, right? It's like, I remember you talked to last yes. week or a couple of weeks about about your countertops. It's like, just celebrate that. How are they, by the way? And the pocketbook and the, po- the, and the cleaning out the yeah. pocketbook, yeah, which yeah. is all dirty again. So now it's like the process. Okay. And the countertops look good. One is still not done. There's two. Well, they're okay. connected. But um, right now I have a clean table and I have a clean island. And now okay. the clutter is beginning on the other. But it's okay. Yeah. I'm it's it's a process but thank you it's a process yeah and it's the awareness but it's also taking the time and i'm not great at this like just celebrating these little milestones and celebrating how far you've gone so that you can continue to motivate yourself to move forward well thank you so also a lot of people what procrastinate talk about that are you sure is that a thing (laughs) (laughs) guilty yes yeah i mean aren't we all it's like you know the opportunity presents itself to go hang out on the couch and do nothing or to go get up like okay taxes right we all have to file taxes by what april 15th or whatever i don't know what the actual date is well i started this morning so i was like i just want to get it done and be over with and then i start getting overwhelmed by just like all the questions asked and i'm like nope so it's like we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and that's one of mine that I'm like, push that to the back burner for now. Um, but it's the delay, you know, the delay of sorting and organizing things and putting things back in that moment and doing this, you know, it's like you maybe you're not feeling well or you're running here or there. It's like every now and then that's fine. We have to take care of ourselves also. But that procrastination over time just leads to a ton of buildup, making it seem like this huge daunting task, kind of like you're explaining with your house. It's like maybe it just started with one spot, but one became two and two became three and you're not alone. It's like the whole house now needs an an overhaul. Um, So it's important to remember during those times to just start small. And we've talked a lot on this show about like creating these healthy little habits. So it's like with those countertops, how can before I go to bed at night, just make sure that they're cleaned off and the the things are just taken care of because as you take care of them in small little bite-sized pieces, it's going to just seem so much simpler than, you know, waiting for that huge pile to build up. Mm. And I'll say one more thing. I always feel I do this. I'm the worst of being like, oh, it's going to take so long for me to do insert task, right? (laughs) Pay these bills. I just rushed around to clean my bathrooms before this. Um, I was like, oh, I hate cleaning the bathroom. It's going to take so long. You know, it's just like we tell ourselves these stories. And then in actuality, I knocked it out in like 20 minutes. Like why? That's not a long time. I had the time. And sometimes it's just a matter of like telling yourself it's not going to take long or I'm going to get it done in five minutes. And you set yourself a timer and you just do it. And maybe you get 90% of the way there before your timer goes off, but it's still better than the 0% when you started or before you started. Oh, always so positive. I love these tips. (laughs) What else do you have for us? What else? Yeah. So one of the other reasons I find that clutter builds up is this emotional attachment to things. Um, I think, you know, we've talked about it a little bit with your kids' clothes. It's like so hard that that chapter of them being so little is over and it's hard to part with that. Um, a lot of times we hold on to things because of what they meant to us as a past version of ourselves that we've kind of outgrown for good or for, for bad. Um, or a lot of the times I see it's a gift that someone's mom, grandma, aunt, somebody that's probably passed away yep. has given them and it has that sentimental value. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> can you relate there? <laughs> 
so so much yes I just was going through my kids stuff the baby stuff and it's hard to throw and I still kept some of the stuff I did I got rid of a lot but I did keep some of it and I did take pictures but I still couldn't get rid of some of the stuff so those bins went back up in the attic but again I'm starting I'm trying so yeah and you know just because we're purging doesn't mean we have to get rid of everything I have sentimental boxes for each kid from my childhood my husband's childhood like there are things that you want to hold on to. I'm not saying like you should live with nothing and have no memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's not realistic either. But a client, I was uh, giving a workshop the other day and this woman spoke up and she said, things are meant to be used. And I paused on that for a second because a lot of times it's grandma's china or some kind of fair family heirloom or something that's stuck in a basement storage space. That's not seeing the light of day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just not getting any use. And she's right. Things are meant to be used. So what happens if we take that picture, make a scrapbook, have that memory of it, but also release it to allow somebody else to get the use that it deserves? It's not getting any use building up dust down there. And it's taking up precious space for your storage. So um, I told her I was going to adopt that saying now that I have to give her full credit. But I think it's really important to kind of Keep in mind why we're really holding on to these things and how can we remember those people in a different way. Beautifully said. Thank you so much. All right. What else do yeah. you have for us? Oh, there's a lot. Again, you were talking about clutter. <laughs> why does it happen? Erica Madama, just remind us how we can contact you if someone is tuning in. She's our professional organizer who's helping us simplify our lives, feeling better physically, emotionally, mentally, and with our spaces. <laughs> Yes, for sure. So sunnyspacesorganizing.com is a great way to find us and learn more about our team and our services. Um, And of course, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook also with at sunnyspacesorganizing. Perfect. All right. What else is on our list today of why does clutter happen? Yeah, so we talked about overall lack of organization, being super busy, procrastinating. And let's be clear, one of these might you know, you might fall into multiple categories. It's not a one size fits all here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the emotional attachment to things we just chatted about. So those are the top reasons that I find people have the clutter. Um, but a few others that I've noticed are impulse buying. Um, who loves a good TJ Maxx home goods run? This girl does. <laughs> I avoided it this year completely until yes. I went after in January, I had to get something and then I ended up getting stuff I didn't need. And I was on that long yes. line and the, the coffee mug for my friend. And I'm like, ah, oh. like, you know, when they yes. sell you everything on the way out, but I, I, yes. it's true. You, the, it, you just waste so much money. You got to stay home. But then, then you're tempted with the online <laughs> Amazon. <Marco. laughs> Yeah, so I think this is a big one that I've been trying to refocus myself on is our society is so consumer driven. Well, she's got this and she's got that and I want to have that and I want to have that. And, you know, just fashion and technology, trying to keep up with whatever the latest trend is and who can even say what the latest trend is and what, you know, it's just like too much. Um, So consuming to consume without being thoughtful of the item that you are bringing in your house. So we've talked a little bit about this, but like Mm -hmm. really asking yourself, one, do I need this? And most often it's no, but it's still fun to buy stuff. So it's like, okay, well, that's probably not going to get you anywhere. (laughs) But think about it more holistically. When I bring this item home, it's fun. It's new for the first couple days. Will you remember it after that? Where are you going to keep it? Where will it have to be stored? If it's seasonal, like I really want to go to Home Goods and buy some like cute Valentine's Day stuff. I'm just feeling very I don't know, I took the tree down and now I just want to like replace everything with pink and make it feel fun and festive in here again. But where am I going to store that? I only have so much space. You know, what am I willing to purchase, spend my money on 
and then have to store for, well, 11 out of 12 months of the year. <laughs> um, so just being really mindful of that. Um, a question came up, we were doing an event this weekend and my coworker asked me, would you rather have the item, whatever you're considering buying, or would you rather have the cash? So if you're going to buy something for $50, mm. would you rather take that item home and have that, whatever it is, or would you rather someone say, here's 50 bucks? I think that's a really great way to qualify what you're purchasing. And if you truly want, want, want that item. Good point. Good point. <laughs> that's I, a good I, one, right? Yeah, I like that because it's tempting. It's tempting, but I'd rather have the money. Save the money for a rainy day. and then. But then, yeah. but then the other part of me is like, I might die tomorrow. She's spend my money. It's like, uh, yeah. it's, tor it's tormenting. I know. I know. It's, uh, it's tormenting. And hey, this isn't to say you're never buying anything again, right? It's yes. just like being more aware of what you're bringing in. Is it going to become clutter in six months? Then maybe you don't need it. Or, you know, there's a million. You can Google all these financial challenges and things. But like, what if you waited 30 days? Would you still want this item? Mm -hmm. You know, some of those kind of little things to ask yourself. So impulse buying is another reason I see so many clients and it's always, and I love TJ Maxx and Home Goods and Marshalls and all of those. So I'm not calling them out specifically, but it's so easy to buy there because everything's cheap. And, but there's so many times I clean out a closet and they all have the TJ Maxx tags on them. And I'm like, ah, oh, was never used yeah. so just be really aware of what you're purchasing um the other big clutter thing is unfinished tasks and projects okay um Ooh. so this can be like a home improvement you know oh yeah i'm gonna paint that wall i'm gonna repair this drywall whatever um or it's crafts you know the aspiration to do a scrapbook or knit something and so it kind of gets started and you have all this enthusiasm and then it becomes maybe monotonous or other things. You get busy, you procrastinate, other things come up. And so the tools are out, the crafting stuff stays out. And it's the someday mentality of like, you know, someday I'm going to get to that. One day. I tripped on a glue stick yesterday because we were <laughs> crafting over the weekend and they're on the floor and it's clear. So I just didn't put everything away. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's okay to have projects, right? But it's like, yeah. can we be mindful of either completing them or setting a deadline for yourself? Or um, can they be stored somewhere in the, in the interim? So you're not just like your dining room table isn't taken over every day by whatever the latest project is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish you could live Autumn. with me. Erica, <laughs> she's so good. Our professional organizer really helping us declutter. Okay. Okay. What My else favorite. is it? What else? What else? Yeah. So the last thing I really noticed is the life, life changes. And I kind of brought this up a little bit before, but um, a big move, that's always a big overwhelming task. Um, maybe combining households either for the first time or two, sometimes, you know, two families being blended together, um, the death of a loved one and the overwhelm of all that that takes on and of also having a baby, you know, I'm sure there's other life, life changes yeah. that happen where it's like, that was part of why I started my company was when I noticed that other moms, first time moms were like so overwhelmed with the amount of baby stuff mm -hmm. and that I wasn't, uh, I just knew I could help people in, in a way with that. So, um, you know, all these things, I think you need to take some time and give yourself grace and just be curious with yourself. I've said this in the past shows too. Instead of being critical, be curious. Yes. Don't beat yourself up for being sleep deprived and not knowing where to keep bottles. <laughs> it's so true. Oh. But just be curious and assess and try to be critically critical in your thinking as far as like, well, what solution could work for us? How could we make this a little bit better? 
So I'll pause there for a second, but I wanted to take today to really normalize clutter to let you know, I'm like, before the show, in all fairness, I was like cleaning up all the stuff on the back of my desk to make sure that whatever you guys saw was organized. But if I was to turn my camera, I've got Amazon returns, I have a pile of EpiPens over here because I need to contact the allergist. Like, I just have things in piles and places. And yeah, it's kind of cluttered. But they're also kind of tasks. So once I take care of them, if I stop procrastinating on a few of these things, like they'll be take, they'll be d done, they'll be gone. But just because I'm a professional organizer doesn't mean there's not clutter. I still live a life. I still have kids. I still have tasks. And so they're getting older. I'm not, I'm not jinxing that. you, but oh, wait. <laughs> like oh, you wait. said, you're not an activity age yet where you're running yeah. around the sports bags, the cleats, the socks, the shoes. It's yeah. like, what? The bag? The, uh, the uh. Yeah. But no. So well, you the, the clutter will always build up and it's always going to be there. So it's just a matter of how can we take these baby steps like we've really talked about. Let's stop making it this big overwhelming thing of having to get our whole house organized and then I can move on. But just start implementing these little systems. Where can we keep the cleats between practices? Where's the best spot to hang these bags so we know where they are every time we come in from a dance class or whatever? Um, what's the best way to organize the 5,000 water bottles that we have? You know, just take the small little things, one little category and make some baby steps. Um, we've talked a lot about the habits, but really creating these little daily habits. Okay. The water bottles have to come in from the car. Kids, guys, you've got to grab your water bottles and bring them in, put them in the sink. What are the little tiny baby step habits that you can create every single day that turn into weekly, monthly, quarterly, even annual habits that just create this lasting change so that the, we're not going through these seasons of like, I got to redo my whole house. Yeah. I got to organize it from top to bottom. We should be living a more full life for sure. Well, thank you for reminding us of this. <laughs> um, Erica Madama, professional organizer. And how did you become a professional organizer? Could you just share a little bit of your journey to, you know, there's new time listeners each, each week. So I may know your story, but they may not. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, the story goes back to being a kid and I can't, I don't know, I'm trying to like put a specific age to it, but like elementary school, fourth, fifth grade mm -hmm. of really just knowing that I loved to organize and just feeling like very therapeutic and relaxed during the process to the point where I would reorganize my room on a Saturday morning. I, um, would help organize my friends' rooms. I think I just didn't like being in the chaos of a messy space. So I would just mm -hmm. take it upon myself to be like, why don't we just like put all this stuff back? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, reorganize our, our dorm rooms. We used to rearrange them all the time. That was really just like a fun Friday night activity. Um, really selling myself as a very cool, outgoing person. But <laughs> I just always loved to do it. And when I was in college, I wrote a business plan for this business. I called it Erica Organizes at okay. the time. Um, and I just knew that someday I would do this. I would own my own business. And I really thought I invented this service. And then, of course, doing the business plan, you, you research and you find out that other people do this and it's a viable way to make income. So um, I worked corporate life for about eight years. Then I had my son and who's now five and really having him spurred me into wanting to run my business, to break out of the corporate mold, to give myself some time freedom and really make a difference to people. Like I said just a few minutes ago, I noticed all these moms were so overwhelmed with the stuff. And I was like, no, everything has a place. And I have a transition plan in place for the clothes that outgrow. You know, I just, I innately knew all these things. And so that's when I realized I could really help other people. So 2020, here we come. Sunny Spaces Organizing was born and we haven't looked back since. 
I love it. Thank you so much. You really have a passion yeah, for what you do. I do. And any other suggestions for us today? It is the new year, new start. Uh, it is time to clutter. Leave us with the the, the mom advice, the, 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 the business advice. advice. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look, doing the big, big purge can help you feel motivated. So I keep saying baby steps, but sometimes if you can just take like you have those few hours set aside on, on Thursday, if you can do a lot of getting out, and you've noticed this, right? Then you start to feel the difference. Even if you're not getting all the organizing systems in place, if you can do that big purge, yep. get the motivation going, then it inspires you to want to keep going. Um, <clears throat> don't be so bold as to start with your entire garage or entire basement or entire huge ginormous space, but the more you can get out, the better. Um, I guess I'll also leave you with remembering that the clutter is not only physical, but it's also mental. Um, so taking the time to really take care of your exterior environment, your home, your desk, your yeah. purse, um, is really going to lead to reduce stress, better sleeping, just more mental clarity. And I think we could all use less stress, better sleep, and more mental clarity in our day-to-day -day with us living busy lives. We're not going to stop being busy. Nope. As much as we want to say no to things on our calendars, you know, there's still going to be an agenda. Yep. So do what you can. But, um, yeah, just... Be mindful and be uh, patient with yourself. All right. One more time. Tell us how we can reach you. Yeah. Check out our website, um, sunnyspacesorganizing.com. And we'd love to see you on our socials at Sunny Spaces Organizing on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, Erica. Pleasure to see you. Appreciate you always. <laughs>